thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Beth. And on this week's episode, as promised, we're talking about giants. And I'm going to be sitting off to the side today to allow for more guests. This is right to my eyes. Yeah, that's why I had to move it. I was like... It makes me feel like a Spartan. (laughs) Oh, you have a person watching? There's a giant viewer. All right, we have a viewer. Cool. So I guess we can start talking. So this episode, I guess, for those that are listening to it or watching it on... um, Well, I guess listening to it or watching to it. Watching it? Anyway, it's on giants. Um, I guess to start off, we'll kind of talk about why are we talking about giants um, along that kind of... Are giants only mentioned in the Bible? Are they mentioned in the Bible? Have they been mentioned or found anywhere else other than the Bible? Um, so I guess kind of along those lines, does the Bible mention giants? I think all of us can kind of think of at least one right off the bat. I think, I think most people can probably think of two. I think they would think of probably Goliath, uh, <laughs> probably the most famous giant in the Bible. I think a lot of times churches talk about giants almost as... I don't know, mythical characters are almost like, oh, here's this circus freak that they had that they, they brought out to fight. The Philistines brought out to fight um, the Jews. But I think, I don't know, I, I'm hoping throughout this we can kind of let them know just how many giants there are mentioned in the Bible and kind of why are we even talking about it now? Why does it matter? I think, oh, I guess I said two. The other one would be Og. What was it? Introduce who's here, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we do. Ha- we do have some new guests. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, we have returning guest Dave Carmen, my dad Brian Butler, and new guest my uncle Danny Barger. So oh. we are here to talk about. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice head nod. We all nice got that. Nod. I heard Danny's head so, shake. <laughs> all right. So does anybody have anything they want to chime in here at the beginning before we? I guess. I guess we are getting started. So. Yeah, Goliath is the one that you immediately think of, and it's like. It's kind of kept in the realms of Sunday school. Yeah, David defeated the Goliath. And it was a boy against a really tall man. And that's how they kind of leave it. And that's all. Then the giants kind of fade away. Other than maybe when the spies went into Canaan, they'll talk about it. But then it's almost passed off like they're exaggerating. You know, because uh, Joshua and Caleb were like, no, we can go in and take him. I think it just undersells what that they were facing. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think talking about Joshua and Caleb, um, whenever they went to the land of Canaan and saw like, oh, the grapes were so big, we it took two of us to carry out a cluster. Mm-hmm. And, like, we always see those pictures and everything. Like, oh, wow, it means it was really fruitful. and they, Milk and honey. Yeah, yeah laying the milk and honey, and then they said that we're, like, grasshoppers in their sight. And I think a lot of times people look at that, and they're just kind of like, oh, that just means, like, they're a really great nation, and, like, they're, they're nothing compared to them. But I think judging everything else that they're talking about, like, no, literally, like, these guys are, like, way bigger than us, and... Yeah, they just treat it like it's an idiom, saying, oh, we're like grasshoppers in their sight, when literally that might have just been like grasshoppers in their sight. Yeah. Because if Goliath was 9 to 13 feet, we were discussing earlier, nine's probably on the short end, 13, you know, he, that's big. We don't have any nine-footers in the world today. I think eight, yeah. one or two might be the record, and there might be... Is that Robert like, Waldo? Waldo? No, I don't know what the world record is. I'm alive right now. Yeah. I think there's just a couple of eight-footers. You know, that's rare. And you're like, oh, this guy, like you said, here's the circus guy who comes out to fight. Yeah, and you and you look at those, the rare, like, exceptions now, and they don't necessarily, like, strike you as athletic. Yeah. It's usually, like, number one, they have some type of 
dis- disorder or something like that yeah. that doesn't like their body doesn't tell them to stop growing genetic uh, disease or something. yeah genetic mm-hmm. disease kind of like uh there's the, like the liger whereas they have like I'm, I'm gonna get these wrong i think it's the female lion and the male tiger both have like in their genetic code a limiter like you can only get this big like this is yeah. how big lions and tigers get but when they choose a male lion and a female tiger they don't have that genetic shutoff so that's why you have like these 900 pound ligers that are out there that eat 100 mm-hmm. plus pounds of meat a day i think you had a lot of that with with i don't know i was getting a little, i'm getting ahead of myself i guess yeah. kind of like <laughs> backtrack a little bit yeah so we think of goliath yeah it gets to kind of get us on our tour but then we find out, you know, when you really read the word and you go back through it, there's giants in a lot of places. Well, even mentioned in that story, like, mm-hmm. David picks four more stones, not just because mm-hmm. he thought he was going to miss Goliath, but because... <laughs> just in case right, I'm bad. Right. Yeah, just in case I'm bad, but because Goliath had four bro- brothers that were four also brothers. known mm-hmm. giants. Yeah, because a couple of them get mentioned again later, yeah, so... David fights more than one Goliath, or one... one not one Goliath, one more, more than one giant, but the... Uh, uh, who else was it? Uh, Ishbishbinab or whatever. He fights one when he's old that he can't yep. kill because he's old. And t- that's when his, his men tell him, you need to quit going out and fighting now. But, uh, yeah, there were, there were giants. There was a race of giants. Even Goliath is what sold that he was the descendant of the giant, you know, mm-hmm. which was probably Rapha or Raphaim. So I guess we can kind of get into defining some of those terms. There's the, the Rapha, Raphaim. Um, there's Anakim. Anakim. And then also, I guess... Another title, or I guess part of the title here is the, the Nephilim or Nephilim. Mm-hmm. So what is, where, where did giants come from? I guess, well, let's start from the beginning here. Back like, from the beginning. Yeah, so. Genesis. Yeah, Genesis, Genesis 6. Um, it, book of Beginnings. Yeah, the Book of the Beginnings. So we have creation. We have what's known as the pre-flood world, which is the world before the flood. So I guess, why did there have to be a worldwide flood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of times we hear it just because of sin and men are evil. But there also we find out that there were shenanigans going on, that there was, God tells them to procreate after their own kind. That's, a, that's something that's repeated often when he's speaking in Genesis. And then uh, we have an account in Genesis 6. That's the famous thing. When we talk about Genesis 6 giants, it comes back to that because that's where we think it comes from. That's what the Bible says. Dave, do you have that? You read? There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children with them the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown so yeah so it tells us that there was some an occurrence where the angels saw the daughters of men and they had offspring that become nephilim or gigante yeah, I, th- I think a lot's kind of implied in that um because i guess a common text that was around then that we're mm-hmm. going to reference throughout this episode so i guess i kind of give my little preface at the beginning here so there are extra biblical books we kind of refer to them as the synchronized biblically endorsed extra biblical books and those are the books of enoch jasher and jubilees the bible quotes these and mentions these and kind of uses them as credible sources throughout um the bible also says in the presence of two or three witnesses to establish truth so this is kind of like the whole yeah, because the, the phrase is, is it also not written in? And he references these books like where you can go double check, you know, and, and there's more people talking about this. Yeah, we're not arguing the fact that these should be canon or anything no, else like that. Scripture. because They're not because even the book of Enoch says at the beginning of it, it says, hey, this isn't for now, this is for later. And mm-hmm. it you, is kind of later. It, it definitely is kind of later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a few years after the flood, about a little over 4,000, I think. 
In the actual Bible, there are 19 verses in seven different books that specifically say the word giant or giants in reference to giants. Oh, really? Do you have some of these? (laughs) (laughs) I have 19 of them. Oh, you have 19 of them. I guess we can start there. Um, Like in Numbers 13, 32, and 33, it says, And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is the land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there, there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come of giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Yeah, so there's sons of Anak, the Anakim, which are descended off this giant. So, yeah. In Deuteronomy it says, A people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest of and whom thou hast heard say, who can stand before the children children of Anak. Uh, Deuteronomy 2.11, which were also accounted giants as Anakims, but the Moabites called them Emims. Oh, yeah. Emims, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I guess, kind of using, since we are using Enoch as kind of an extra biblical text here to kind of, I guess, biblically endorse extra text here, it mentions that there are 200... To find them as watchers, which are class of angels. Class of angels. Uh, these are fallen angels that made a pact to each other, and they said, "Hey, let's go down to Earth and procreate with." Oh yeah, uh, Enoch chapter six. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Um, it kind of follows along with Genesis. It's pretty close to what Genesis six says. Yeah, that's what we're not bringing anything extra really to it. You get a little few details. The Bible kind of puts it this way: like, here's what the canon of the Scripture holds. And if you want to reference and get a little more detail, that's why I think you can go look at these historically and see what the Jews thought. And uh, even Josephus kind of confirms that later. You Sorry, know? I'm reading ahead. I'll say, I look like you're memorizing this. No. <laughs> well, just to kind of insert this here. Don't, don't need any words to surprise me. So can angels procreate would probably be a question that a lot of people would have. And it would be that, uh, and a lot of times you'll think of the reference that Jesus says, you know, like, oh, you'll be like the angels in heaven, which neither are married or given in marriage. Um, we usually only have accounts of angels by boy names, and that also that's the angels in heaven are the good angels. Uh, they haven't defied what limits God has put on them. So we're talking about bad angels who are going against the plan, who are going outside their kind, doing things that they're not supposed to do, and so they are bringing rebellion and mischief to the earth. Matter of fact, Job calls it folly. They brought folly, committed folly. Yeah, so Enoch chapter 6, it says, And it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied, that in those days were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters, and the angels and the children of heaven saw, and lusted after them, and said one to another, Come, let us choose wives from among them, children of men, and beget us children. So then it goes on to talk, um, to explain that they are making a pact that these 200, and it lists the names of like their leaders of the 200 that they were going to make this pact and go down there and procreate with the women, or the, like the women, like the daughters of Adam, mm-hmm. to make these. The, the Nephilim. Yeah. No. Which I guess we hybrid. can take it back. The yeah, hybrid. Which Danny mentioned earlier. It goes back to Genesis <clears throat> 3, you know, that we are in a war, right? Yeah, you oh, can see, keep sorry. going. We got headphone issues. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lost me. Keep talking. Okay, good. But <laughs> Danny misses in Genesis 3. Uh, uh, Is that better? Yeah, I don't have my. I got, I've only got the left side. side. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just one side. I hit, I hit there. this cord. Oh. There you got it right there. It's really finicky. Right yeah, there. As soon as I let go, though, it's good. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's perfect. perfect. 
It's like stereo games. Yeah. But Genesis 3 that says I'll yeah. put. Yeah, let's look that one up. Yeah, Danny Reed Dunn. So Genesis 3 is back in the garden to give us the context. This is after Adam and Eve had eaten of the forbidden fruit. And God's uh, putting the curse. We talked about that this week in our youth. 315. We did. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So, seed. Yeah, so it's talking yeah. talking seed there. So I guess it gives, <clears throat> it lets us know that they, they do have the ability to procreate. Yep. That's, yeah, battle between this. And, and God <clears throat> created man, and he created angels. He didn't create the two to intertwine. Just like, yeah. And that's that's the verse that gets used a lot, and you kind of just read it and go over it, and I don't know. You kind of almost taught just the generic of that it's just God is going to win. Yeah. Not what he's who he's fighting and all that. <clears throat> yeah. And then, I, and then I like the second part of it. If you really think about it, it's how. You, if you just read it real quickly, it's almost like. We're both going to get injuries mm-hmm. in this fight, but it's really not. Yeah. It's like... Bruising? You don't think of bruising as being bad? Well, it's like, you're going to bruise my heel because I crushed your head. Because <laughs> I crushed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's not really an injury. You know, it's right. not something like, oh, it's, it's, it's like it's a gonna nuisance. Be a, yeah, it's going to be the annoyance <laughs> of me having to stomp on your head. Yeah, but, yeah, but a, a bruise to the heel is not a bad deal. If you've splashed your head, yeah. that's deadly. Yeah, that's a, that's a death blow. That's, that's a defeat. Jude one six always comes to my mind too, and the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness and unto judgment of the great day. Yep. They left their estate, so that could mean heaven mm-hmm. to come to earth, but also they could have left their bodies to. Yeah, that they forfeited their place in heaven to commit this sin, or when they committed this sin, they've now crossed and left. And that's when you. Have bad angels, yeah. So. Yeah, I think with, angels. With, with this, it feels so crazy and it's almost awkward to talk o- talk about because I think a lot of churches they they just kind of skip over this fact. Like, yeah, there were giants. There's a couple of them in the Bible. They were kind of weird freaks that that the bad guys had. But I think I don't know. I think as we go throughout and we we list like some of these giants, like like Dave mentioned, there's the 19 verses, and that just that's just giant or giants, and that's not even talking about like. Raphaim talking about yeah, not another. talking about Raphaim. It's yeah. not even talking about the different tribes that were known to be giants. And it's just because a lot of it was just assumed, like, hey, you know these guys, the giants. That's why we're going yeah. in there to to kill them. So yeah. Valley of the maybe, Giants. Maybe we should point. discuss why the giants were a problem. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, it's a it's a corruption of a bloodline. Yeah. That, that's yeah. The, which I think was their whole attempt here is because they knew a savior was going to come, so they figured, hey, if we dilute the, or if we corrupt this bloodline, so they can't have a messiah a messiah come. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that was that was Satan's first attempt because mm-hmm. God tells Adam and Eve that he was going to like he shows them like the has the sacrifice and everything else like that. It's like I'm going. That's kind of what the the flood was almost a. Was like a reset in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you, you had to put a stop to this. Yep, and that that was wiped it all out. But right. eight people, right? And it, and it mentioned that Noah and his wife and his sons were, or well, Noah and his wife were pure, which would then imply that their sons were pure. Yeah, what is it? Perfect in their perfect generation. In their yeah, generation. perfect in their generation. Yeah. But then also in that same context, it does say there were giants in those days, giants in those days, and also after that. Yeah. So Satan doesn't give up. It's like I got really close. 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but it gets more narrow attack because God also reveals that's going to be specifically through a line of Abraham, and so He's able to then narrow down where the but, battleground's yeah, going narrow, to be. Yeah, narrow down his attack. Another thing that's interesting that so in the time of Noah with these giants and Nephilim hybrids, you'd think they would all get along because they're all kind of on the same side, and they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, they oh, kind of battled point. each other. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to think of the name of the uh, Gilgamesh. The epic Gilgamesh. Yeah, when that like a couple of them that fight, and then they become friends, and then but it's it's an account of giants fighting, and yeah, which yeah, Gilgamesh. That's later on referenced to Nimrod later on down the line, which would be the Tower of Babel. Yeah, I mean, if you find out any like there's a one uh, etching in a wall of Gilgamesh, and he's holding a fully grown lion under his arm like it's a kitten. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows it the scale we're talking about more than a nine footer. You know, it's, yeah, it's I mean, uh, like some of the Bibles that like some of the giants that are mentioned in the Bible, like like we said, we have Goliath, who was mentioned to be between nine and thirteen feet tall, depending mm-hmm. on how long your cubit was, because the cubit was the the length of your fingertip to your elbow yep. and that's just kind of going off of a we go off of what an 18 inch cubit which mm-hmm. is kind of like the average that's around here now now if, i'm not sure if, is it based off of his cubit at that point I don't yeah because there's royal cubits and there's all kinds of yeah so i guess the cubit isn't really like a good a good standard yeah, it's not judgment like 12 inches in a foot you know it's not yeah. that accurate and so varies yeah kind of like yeah, the size of the arc varies like because like the ones that they built like the arc that uh, answers in genesis built it's based off of an 18-inch cubit, I believe. Mm-hmm. No. It's big. It would, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's really big. Um, but, but I think also where a lot of people have trouble with this is that I think in Christianity we try to take a naturalistic worldview more so than we like to think, yet we say we believe in the supernatural and then we deny a lot of the supernatural or the supernatural makes us uncomfortable. But we talk about believing in an unseen God who died and rose again. You know, we talk about talking donkeys, talking snakes, um, axe heads that swim. You know, we have a lot of things in our theology that are there that we kind of like to stray away from. Yeah, we read that in Sunday school. It made a neat flannel graph. Mm-hmm. And then we don't want to address it anymore. And then that just short sells the Bible. You know, when, when we realize that there's more going on and there's a bigger war than we think and how fleshly and how yeah. physical and, and, the, and the stratagems that were taken. Um, and it also robs Jesus. You know, it's like Jesus came to the... To win us back, you know, to, to reverse the curse from the fall. But he also came to take away the fallen angels. You know, he, he's going to stop their interaction. He's, he defeats them. He, he fights the stuff that happened at Babel. He's going to restore yeah. all that and take it all back. So, you know, it's we're like, robbing him. We're only giving him a third of the credit that he deserves. The, the whole flood is the story's dumbed down for to make nursery wallpaper. Yeah, a cute little, yeah, yeah. A cute little nursery story. It's all about yeah. the animals in the ark. And uh, it does talk about like the death and carnage that, that, <laughs> right, that came yeah. on the and the reason why. Which that's something if you go to the ark, they they do. They have a whole little area of that with mm-hmm. you know all these books yeah, that. Yeah, I thought they yeah. did a good job explaining yeah. that. And I was also going to say that I'm going to give answers in Genesis their credit in that they are fighting a good fight just to get us back to Genesis and and yeah. to believe in those points. They do have one poster on the giants and they are drawn as a giant. But their ministry is more the gospel and getting us back to the foundation of that. Mm-hmm. They're not all. Let's, let's get into the realm of giants. I, I guess that's I what we're taking on right now. I guess because <laughs> I, I can still even sense like trepidation in, in talking about this just just here, just because mm-hmm. it's something that's not, I guess, mainstream taught from the pulpit. Because I mean, I guess it it would be a weird Sunday morning service. I mean, it's more of like a Wednesday night Bible study type <laughs> thing. That's why. But I, did I mean, it, this yeah. is we have the. I guess the freedom here to, to, to talk about this, but what, I guess what is the trepidation or what is the, I guess the stumbling that the church has had in talking about the extreme or the fantastic, like fantastic about the giants. Personally, I think it, 
it may have started off with good intentions of not wanting to give any unnecessary power to the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably part of it. And I think another part of it too is it just seems, I don't know, I think we're so conservative. I think we're so far removed from the spiritual warfare to know how physical it actually was. And I think it still is. I, I think that's a lot of it now is we just, ch- I guess, choose to turn a blind eye to, I yeah. guess, the power that, that is there. But I think in doing so, we rob Jesus and, like, I guess we, we rob God of his power. Like, mm-hmm. And we set ourselves up for when someone comes doing fantastic things, we're going to be like, that's never happened mm-hmm. before. You yeah. know, and then we become gullible. I also think it's that we're outsiders already. If you repented and trusted Christ as your Savior and you're a Christian, you already live different than the world. Yeah. And then you start saying... Well, Jack and the Beanstalk, I believe that. Well, you don't believe that, but it kind of you kind of throw it into that category. Like, am, am I going to seem like I'm believing fairy tales? But, but but we're not talking about things we don't have evidence for. No, I think that's. Sorry, you're going to say something, Dave? No, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I think that's exactly. Yeah, I think we can now kind of start laying down some of the evidence of. I mean, there there were giants before the flood. There were giants after the flood, and we have lots of accounts of giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, it's so broad it's a subject. Just, it's, it's such, hard a, yeah, to such, get, a, mm-hmm. such a broad subject. Let, to let's keep like it in the Bible first. So we have some accounts of some, but the Bible referenced them. And David and his valiant men, they did battle with these guys. Yeah, David fights Goliath, and that becomes you know that helps solidify him being a leader. God chose him, and they you know, that was going to be it anyway. But uh, they fought like a lion-like man, mm-hmm. Moab. Yeah, yeah Moab. lion of Moab. Moab. But what all does that mean? Is he just lying and fiercey, or is this yeah. guy different? Because See, part I'm, of the angels tell part of their corruption that they brought. Yeah, so part of their corruption, like they brought down, like they were in the book of Enoch, kind of it lays out and it tells you, like, oh, yeah, and so and so he taught them the the cutting of roots, which they're like, okay, Doesn't, wow, botany, cool. No, <laughs> no, that's that's the whole mixing of kinds. That's genetic just stuff. Just genetic. That's DNA manipulation and everything like that. There's also sorcery, which is drugs. There's. They yeah. list all these different like we get cannibal, cannibalism because yeah. of the giants. We get vampirism where they drink into the blood, which was then later in Exodus and when God gives us the law, He has to put prohibitions in. No, you don't eat the flesh and you don't eat the blood and you don't you know and and, and He puts these rules for a reason. You know, you always have to kind of think, you know, why are these rules here? Well, there's rules for a reason. Yeah, because and you know we, they were taught these things. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, so I don't it was a corruption naturally. Yeah. You know, men was like, "Hey, let's start eating each other and drinking yeah. blood." <laughs> no, I, I, you know, someone has taught them this. Yeah, they have so. this fallen angel or demonic presence, I guess, teaching them these things. And I, I think a lot of that they were probably seeking it out because, mm-hmm. well, men love darkness rather than light. You know, I think it's that allure, like, "Oh, this is something mystery," you know, and it's different than what God wants. I mean, it got Eve at the get go. We haven't, you know, apple didn't fall far from the tree, and we're like, "Well, I can have it." There's a shortcut. I'll take it. You know. And, even, uh, yeah, I can say this go everywhere, but you get back to Nimrod, you know, he began to be a Nephilim or a, a giant. Yeah, a giant. And so he was doing something. And then Jesus, the thing that kind of, I guess, I think that makes it awake in the church today and why we're talking about it is that Jesus says in the last days it'll be like the days of Noah. And it wasn't just that it was rainy. So, uh, yeah, there I guess was, that kind of corruption that addresses, come back. addresses yeah. the question of, like, why does it even matter? Like, okay, mm-hmm. I just, I think that's the, the church unfortunately chooses a lot of times like oh this is controversial it doesn't seem like it really matters right now so i'm just going to ignore it yeah but i think whenever there's i don't know i think there's whenever you look into the realm of giants it it just opens up a whole other possibilities for ways that we can prove the bible is true Mm -hmm. through found skeletons and through like historical accounts and everything else like that so i think 
And then also too, like like you said, Jesus said it was going to be like the days of Noah. Whenever, like the end times are going to be like the days of Noah. And he said like as it was before the flood, so it was the days of the coming coming of the son of man. Son of man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get the phrasing right. <laughs> you know, and there's probably some lessons that we can learn that we see going around us today with GMO, genetically mm-hmm. modified organisms, and cloning and um, all that kind of thing. Those are things that the fallen angels taught them way back then that caused the flood. And right now, our science, which is a word for knowledge, is uh, uh, increasing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up there now because I, I think. Sorry, you're going to say something. I was going to bring up just this last week in the headlines that they mixed in human genes with monkeys trying to make them smarter. And everybody mm-hmm. like, starts thinking, well, here comes Planet of the Apes. You know, but mm-hmm. it's, we're messing with stuff that yeah. we know is Pandora's box. We're opening something we, we can't have, put back. We have human DNA in our corn to make it mm-hmm. tasty. <laughs> to make it tasty. No, I mean, yeah, why? Cannibalism again. Here we go. I'm like, oh, let's put that in there. That's weird. Yeah, they, I saw they um, mixed jellyfish DNA with pigs to make them glow. And, like, we have or, yeah. we have, we have cows that are growing human organs that we can harvest out of. And we have monkeys. Or, no, we have uh, mice that are growing human ears on their back so they can kind of transplant them. Transplant off. Like, there's a bunch of unnatural stuff going on. Like, yeah. let alone, like, cloning. and God and, drew lines. You know, the, the genetic area of um, medicine right now where they're looking at babies before they're born to see what genetic defects they might be able to have and then counseling the parents as to whether or not they should have that child and things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, yeah, and then there's CRISPR now that they can have, like, basically, like, these designer babies that, exactly. they're, that they're going in there and, like, oh, I want my baby to be a... Blue eyes. Yeah, blonde hair, blue eyed. I want to be this tall. Okay, I'll just go in there and manipulate this. Or, oh, we can switch it. Like, I want to make sure I for sure have a girl or a boy and... Or you bring the military into it, and all of a sudden, let's make a super soldier. Let's make this guy super fast, you know, and this guy can see in the dark, give him some bat DNA, make this guy strong, and hey, Spider-Man, I want to have spider powers, you know, and we start. I think, I think a lot of, like, our superhero stuff is, like, conditioning us for this, because they're like, especially, like, Captain America, they push it as, like, wouldn't you want to have a Captain America on, super soldier, on, on your, yeah, on your side? And a lot of it is like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. So, like, but when we go into manipulating what God has created like because God created us in his image and he said mm-hmm. it is good and he didn't he doesn't need any modifications or improvements or yeah and he tells us specifically in Genesis don't mix kinds and we're mixing kinds and it makes you wonder why the name of the bad guy at the very end is called the beast you know is he a mixture of kind who knows what it's mm-hmm. probably going to have more meaning than we can even think of now when it's finally unveiled but yeah we're crossing lines and yeah. I think a lot of times we get what we ask for, and God's like, oh, you want to say you came from a beast? You want to say you evolved? You want to say you want to have their powers? Fine. Here's the worst thing that's ever come to the earth. And he gives it to us. Here. What do you think that they... Because, like, I mean, there's even, like, mentions of, like, satyrs and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. When you start looking at, like, how fantastic and crazy, and, like, it seems... That's in the Bible. Yeah, it, 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 yeah it's, it's just saying, like, yeah, have the face of a human and a hoof-like feet. Mm-hmm. You can't get can't much like, oh, just got weird feet. No, I think you get, I don't know, the, like the giants, like some of these giants, like we're talking, we've only ever mentioned, like even through this, we've only mentioned Goliath, but like there's Og, Og and, Bashan, and yeah. Goliath's brothers, and then like there's the land of Canaan, like the land of Canaan, those were all giants, and they go in there, like we're talking 30 plus footers that they have a count of, like 34 foot tall people that are walking around, and that's that's being on the conservative side. Mm-hmm. I was just looking in, up in Chronicles, um, and yet again there was war at Gath, which was a man of great stature, whose fingers and toes were four and twenty, six on each hand, six on each foot, and he was also the son of a giant. Yeah, yeah, that that's one characteristic that they said that these 
Giants or Nephilim had was that they were six fingered, six toes. Usually they, they mentioned that they had double rows of teeth. Double rows of teeth and stuff they find. Yeah, so that's something that we see. cannibalistic. Yeah, six fingered, six toes. I call him O24. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that's. Yeah, so these are people that they fought and they faced and that were there, and you can tell why they were terrified. I mean, literally, some of these guys were talking about heights that would have made a, a human look, a human normal sized man look like a grasshopper. And so it was no small feat. And so it just tells us the faith of Joshua and Caleb was fantastic. Hey, God's given them to us. And the other guys were like, no, we're really terrified. And I, and I think we we mentioned these. I think a lot of people think of like, oh, there's a flannel, flannel graph story that I remember in Sunday school, or oh, that's a nice little fairy tale or story that you're telling. But there's there's modern day accounts of the same. Um, Lewis and Clark, whenever they came and were crossing over North America, yeah. and they had well, there's at least two accounts. One account, uh, they had several Indians that were telling our Native Americans. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm going to say both. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but they were saying, like, hey, uh, once you get over past the just west of the Rockies, there are these really tall, red-headed guys that run around, and they pick up buffalo and put them underneath their arms. Yeah. Buffalo Bill Cody even made reference to that in one of his books. Like, literally, these guys can run along, grab a buffalo under their arm, pull up its leg, and eat it, and not even slow down. That's a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty real. And then that's just one account in history. There's also, uh, I think it's Maximus Thrax, one of the uh, Roman emperors yep. who could out, uh, jump over the back of a horse, outrun a team of horses, yeah. stronger and bigger than them. Uh, we've got some pic- nah, yeah, they had cameras back then. But there's some artist renderings <laughs> yep. of him. There's- but he was known for his doing gigantic – I mean, it's not like you're saying. It's not some big lumbering guy who can barely walk. These were athletic, fast – yeah, the, Men of renown. Lewis and Clark had another one. It was actually done in southern Indiana where they were – I'm trying to remember the whole story here, but they were told – it's Corn Island. Corn Island, yeah. yeah. Corn Island. But they were told, like, hey, there's this tribe or group of red-headed giants that are really mean. They're horrible. They're just kind of, like, terrorizing everybody that lives around there. And they told them, like, hey, if you can go in there and kill them, you can have this plot of land. And Jeffersonville. Yeah, that's down in Clark County, Indiana. I mean, that's that's what that is. There's there's accounts for it. You can actually Indiana has a license plate that it's the Lewis and Clark Foundation, I think, is the name of it. But on the picture of the license plate, it's even got a big giant wearing armor and yeah, yeah. either Lewis or Clark Clark standing right there next to him. Yeah, and there's even a, a painting of like Lewis and Clark, I think, um, like talking with the Indians and like the Indians sitting down. And yeah, it's the same height. As That's the picture I was thinking of. Yeah, of Lewis and Clark. You know, and, it, oh, and these yeah. artists know how to, do, you know, they can draw to scale. Uh, this, so, this, these guys were about 13, 14 foot, weren't they? I don't remember. I, I, I know that there was Corn Island was known to like the burial of the kings. It had uh, it was a burial ground of a bunch of giant skeletons. It's a decent sized island on the Ohio River. It was. Uh, they yeah, but then dug they, it up and submerged it. So <laughs> wonder what? Yeah, are you guys they've, familiar they've with put the in a dam. Are you familiar with the Abraham Lincoln quote? Yeah, I was hoping to have that one to read it. He, so, uh, he was giving a speech at Niagara Falls, and he says, The eyes of that species of extinct giant whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as our eyes do now. Oh, well. That's I, our I president. Honest Abe. He yeah. tells the truth. You know, and then what we've learned, you know, you can always trust Abe Lincoln. Mm-hmm. No, he says, don't believe everything you read on the internet. No, he doesn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was no, but we've kind of jumped over into... Is there actual physical proof? You know, are we talking about things that are fantastic, or is there skeletal remains? And now we've had Lewis and Clark talk about it. Abe Lincoln has talked about it, and we're in the United States. Um, they find giants, giant bones. 
So um, th- there's a bunch of accounts. Indiana has a bunch of giant remains that have been found, usually in the bottom of the Indian mounds. Indian mounds are all over um, Indiana, Ohio, basically the whole Mississippi Valley yeah. is covered in these mounds. And usually at the bottom of them, they find usually like a, a burial chamber or mm-hmm. at least the remains of giants. And the Smithsonian is almost without fail whenever one of these has been exhumed come in and taken the taken the remains taken the remains and lost them lost them or logged them or mm-hmm. put them somewhere safe yeah, safe for no one else so safe for nobody else will ever see them because I think the, the main reason that I guess to kind of address this like we're not being conspiracy theorists with this mm-hmm. the reason that they take them is because it doesn't fit their agenda it doesn't fit into man is getting smarter and better from this yeah. this isn't their missing link link of evolution. It doesn't mm-hmm. fit the whole oh we're getting bigger, better, stronger because we used to be from the goo to zoo to you kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think this anomaly of all these giants that are popping up around kind of just throws them for a loop, and especially mm-hmm. I think it it poses questions that they don't have the answers to. It had a specific doctrine name. I can't remember the name of the guy I went in front of. It, it was something sub doctrine is. It also helped us to take away the land from the Indians. If we could say they're uncultured, if we could say they're not smart, if we could say they're savages, then we could have a problem taking away their land. It's not much different than slavery. They're non-people, or the Jews within uh, Germany. They're not people. We don't have to treat them like people. We can take what we want. The interesting thing is that most of the Indians said the mounds were here. A lot of the bigger ones, like the Kohikia Mound, is mm-hmm. uh, 10 stories tall. I mean, that's, that's a big mound. That's a lot of dirt. Where's you know, that one at? That's uh, southern Illinois next to St. Louis. Mm. There's 120 mounds in the complex. We destroyed all but 40. And then there's 40 there left that they finally got it protected in a park. But uh, Angel Mounds in Indiana. Anderson has the serpent-like mound. Yep. There's a pyramid mound in Vincennes. And that's just Indiana because we live in Indiana, but Ohio has the most. Yeah, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I guess most of our research has been around Indiana just because it's close and we can drive over there and see if we can find them. We've been to the mounds and stuff. We haven't Mm -hmm. dug to the bottom of them because it's illegal. But... (laughs) We should. It's frowned upon. We should just buy a mound and see if we can find it. Field trip. Yeah, I agree. We need to fund an expedition. I think so. If anybody, we have a... uh, Private property has one. Because most of the mounds have been plowed under and taken over. Uh, You can read accounts where, like, the state museum would come in and they would just tear everything out, take it all out, and then there's nothing left. I mean, there's a whole system of things here that we just wiped out. This is just sad. This is just Midwest United States. Like, Mm -hmm. we haven't even gotten into, like... South America, full of giants. Yeah. Africa, full of giants. Europe, full of giants. Full of giants. And giant Asia, legends, giant stories, full of giants. You know, yeah. most people have heard, like, of the uh, the elongated skulls in Peru mm-hmm. and Nazca and all those kinds yep. of things. That all ties into the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they all say that they were giants. And... and and with being giants, they also brought in advanced technologies. There's a lot of things that they brought. We were mentioning genetic editing and everything else, but... We still look at some of the great runners of the word, world. We're like, how did they build that? And we don't know who built that. And a lot of times they said, giants built that. In South America specifically, they're like, mm, yeah. There's, there's what's it, the gateway to the gods. It's this giant stone where we can see where they cut it out. And we're like, well, we have no idea how you could transport that across mountain ranges and get it there in one piece. And they said the giants floated it on sound. So yeah. I don't know. Rob Skiba is another researcher in this whole field. He, he talks about like all of these different, I, I don't know, mega structures and stuff that were around and they're like, oh, we don't even have the technology to build these today. But like, well, just picture if you have a team of 34 foot tall guys built like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're going to get a lot of work done pretty quick. <laughs> right, right. 
And there are, you know, talking about evidence too, there are dozens and dozens of newspaper articles that you can go to your library and look at on microfiche or you can just Google image giant skeleton articles and there are probably hundreds of them from all over the United States, a, a lot from New York, the New York Post, New York Times, um, maybe not the Post, that might be more recent, but <laughs> New York Times for sure. And, um, you that's know, giant skeletons found in Mexico, they're just all over. That's why I get this book. It's uh, 316 pages and all is, the majority of it is clippings from the newspapers in the 1800s. Because it'd be like, it was a rural, it was more uh, agricultural driven society and people lived out there and they took the land, you know, frontiersmen, they're plowing up and as they're plowing up, they plow the, you know, they want to use all their ground, they plow up the mound and they're like, he unnerves, a, you know, a tooth the size of his fist or he gets a giant jawbone that he could put his head inside, you know, the head's that much bigger. And there's account after account after account and that's, you know, the time of Abraham Lincoln, that's why he's like, hey, he gives us quote about these ancient giants because there's evidence around thigh bones, you know, that is as big as a man. It's uh, And the modem had technology that they shouldn't have had. We talked about the Indians being, or we, uh, history says the Indians were like stone workers, but they find them in copper armor and mm -hmm. copper tools. And, that's another thing. A lot of these giants are found that they have copper. I wonder mm -hmm. what the significance is there. Yeah. Uh, there's several theories I have, but yeah, a lot of them are found with either a copper bracelet, well, usually at least copper bracelets, then copper mm -hmm. armor. Or Metal axes. And there's some tie-ins with the copper mines in Michigan, right? Michigan. There were mm -hmm. um, giants from Sardinia that they think came across the ocean directly west and wound up in the, um, mm -hmm. got into the Great Lakes and wound up in Michigan, and, and they found copper from, specifically from those copper mines that they know comes from there because of its purity back over in Sardinia, like mm. they transported it back across and oh, wow. made artifacts from it. Which is mm. in the Mediterranean. So right. Yeah. And yeah, some so of Sardinia is one of those islands that they say it's just full of 13, 14 footers, like hundreds of them. Yeah, the people there are talking about plowing up every time they plow, like, oh, we got another giant bone. Yeah, Steve Quayle's one that goes out there, and who, who else has gone out there with him? Is it Tom Horn? Uh, Timothy Alberino. Tim yeah. Timothy Alberino, yeah. that's the one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What, what, are, what are some of the, what are the names of their their books are they they have a whole series cloud of eaters it. unearthing the cloud eaters cloud eaters because yeah, that was the indian name for these giants cloud eaters kind of funny so tall. Were, yeah <laughs> tall but they're eating clouds yeah. gen six productions is just the six productions yeah. yep. oh that was the one i was thinking yep just six productions yeah steve quill timothy alberino but part of the theory behind that that we kind of yeah it's hard to kind of keep it on focus is that the first attempt it was that he made giants and then he had to flood the earth. The second time is like God says, I'm going to give you the promised land. And so Satan lays down a minefield mm -hmm. and fills it full of giants. You know, that's why all the killing, kill them all, because these are a tainted bloodline that God would tell them. That kind of explains some of the wrath and anger. But as they came in and then some of them stayed and fought and some of them left, and that's why we think they went west. You know, it seems like the evidence points that way. We have giant skeletons in Sardinia and they make their way west onto the United States and South America. If you know that there's a tribe of people who back by God who are going to kill you, you leave. <laughs> and so they, they left. Yeah. But uh, No, I, I think and that, might, that might also help, uh, you know, how there's pyramids all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that knowledge was spread maybe from them running away. Took their knowledge with them, yeah. Yeah, right, right. To, yeah because the, like every culture has a flood account. Mm -hmm. Every culture has a creation story. Like every every... Every, all these cultures have that, but then, yeah, you start getting, the, I guess that kind of shows like the, the spread of everything. And then you have all of these pyramid type shapes, like there's the ziggurats and 
pyramids and what are the ones that are called down in uh, South America? I know there's the ziggurats in Central America, but there's the ones in South America. I don't know. It's kind of like a Aztec, Aztec name. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. name. I don't know. Yeah, but the, there's all of these, which all of those, like the whole, like the way they face. And Dave showed a video the other day of one that with the front of it right at the equinox, tornado comes and forms the steps. Weird, weird yeah, stuff. Weird timing, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that kind of gets into, I guess not to say just, just on giants here, but the Bible says it'll be like the days of Noah towards the end. I think the, these are things that we need to start thinking about. So I guess what are some other things that would be like the days of Noah that we need to keep an eye out to kind of because this is kind of our indicator these are our warnings or our our signs of the end times so what are some things that we need to kind of keep an eye out for and what I guess I guess to answer why it matters is to kind of let us know hey the end is drawing nice so we need to start being a little bit more productive here and then mm-hmm. then also too to, to warn others because I think a lot of Christians like to to have their faith strong enough. That way, when they see something fantastic, it doesn't completely shock them. Um, even though it, it does mention that there are going to be things that are so fantastic that a lot of people lose their faith because, yeah, because if it were possible, they would even deceive mm-hmm. the elect. Yeah. In the last day, there so come scoffers walking after their own lusts. That's happening all over the place right now. There's probably people saying, "There's no giants." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure we have people good. listening right now. They're like, "Oh yeah, they're just talking about fairy tales and stories that are." Mm-hmm. Mythological legends. Mytho- yeah, mytholo- mythological legends. But if you look at the Bible, when the Bible was penned, that was when the whole world was a very mythological, as in like the world was worshiping these mythical beasts as their gods because mm-hmm. they came down. I guess I guess we can kind of hold, talk about the whole titans and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. I think at least the the way I was like brought up in church growing up, everything was. I think once again they, they didn't want to give any unnecessary power, so I'm gonna say it was probably came from a, 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 a good a protection, a, yeah, protection or good intentions. But I think through that they were kind of a little bit slower in. I don't know. I guess the world knows about the Iliad. They know about the Titans. They know about Hercules, and they know about Achilles. Achilles. They know about um, Apollo. Yeah, there's Apollo. There's Icarus, um, or I said Hercules. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of those. Yeah, what well, we would think. <laughs> but, but it, it was your Greek with, legends, yeah, your titans. Yeah, your Greek legends, your titans. The Olympians. The Bible was pinned, well, at least a, a lot of the Bible was pinned during the time that this was this was mainstream. This was this was known to be fact or real, and I think we kind of lose that sense in reading the Bible because we, I, I guess we're so far removed from it. Does that make any sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. If these rainbow. giant beings showed up teaching all kinds of strange technology that you weren't familiar with, you know, people would start to worship that as gods. And yeah, exactly. Like, this did. is completely fantastic. I've never seen anything actually tangible come down and, and be this way and, and no more than they seem uh, more intelligent. They they have different and today different, different many, knowledge how many people do you hear today saying that the aliens are going to come and save us with mm-hmm. some kind of oh, crazy yeah. technology we don't have and yeah. it's interesting that in the movie prometheus that the aliens are giants i mean they're they may look like yeah. grasshoppers right. compared to them they're, in a lot of movies they are yeah so yeah it's and we would call that predictive programming or i just I think we should maybe discuss a little bit of just how the importance of the giants in the bible yeah because it actually yeah. It answers a lot of questions that people have on other things. And it just makes other things make sense. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Talk about from your perspective, like My what, perspective. what it meant to you. Yeah, like the study of the giant. Well, I mean, yeah. So if you start with the flood, you know that it was protecting the bloodline, mm-hmm. wiping them out. Um, but then that also the fallen angels, which I'm kind of associating with the giants because that's mm-hmm. where they come from. Yeah, that's also where we get all of our little G gods. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Because you're, you're kind yeah. of. You were kind of taught that they're not real. Yeah, you know? I know exactly what you're talking about. Because like we're always like, taught, like like growing up in church and Christian school and stuff, like you're taught, like oh that idol they're praying to, it's just a chunk of wood. Like right. there's no power behind yeah. it. Like Elijah and the yeah. altar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that one. Yeah, they they call down expecting flame. Yeah, you know because they'd I, seen it before probably. Right. You know they weren't just cutting themselves and and doing all this crazy stuff because. I don't know. Let, like, let's just try everything we can. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've probably done it before. It's yeah. worked. They were confident in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was a power would, behind it. Yeah, they never would have expected. Know. Yeah, it was a coward and didn't show up that day because yeah. God's like, no, this is mine. But yeah, so, yeah, exactly so it's right. like the all li- the other, reli- you know, all the false religions, you kind of sometimes get taught they're just not real. It's a myth. Mm-hmm. But there is something behind it. Mm-hmm. And this is where it comes from. Yeah. No, I, I think you're exactly right. Exactly I think right. we're I think we're sheltered from that here in the United States. Like it's talking, like, you know, people don't just. You know, I always thought about this as like oh, the different gods. Like I don't think people got around. It's like, all right, you guys want to worship a cow? Yeah. <laughs> like, who, who votes on cow? This who votes on cow? Know, and then, like, this he, seems like a good there's idea. There's a reason they were, they were taught this from somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. I think we're. we're I think we're ignorant of it. We're sheltered from it here in the United States. Whereas, like talking to Franzi down in in Haiti, where voodoo mm-hmm. is so rampant, I think they they may get it a little bit more. Reading the Bible, they probably look at it from a different, probably a more spiritual or fantastic view. Supernatural, because, yeah. yeah, or supernatural because they that's 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 the life mm-hmm. they live down there. Whereas I think here, I think we've kind of we've we put the kitty gloves on and we've kind of. Simplified it down. Like, whoa, don't get too crazy. A little crazy more naturalistic. Uh, we can probably figure out most of this ourselves. Yeah. And, yeah. and take the supernatural away, which is ridiculous. And then with the giants, um, this is where you can answer the question of demons. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're, all, you're kind of taught, or not taught, but you kind of get this idea that's like, well, the demons are just kind of like um, the devil's sidekick bad guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, well, where do they come from? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Satan didn't create them. Yeah, yeah God didn't create them. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess you could say Satan created them in the yeah, the plan, a way yeah. of doing it, but mm-hmm. he didn't. You know, he didn't, yeah, have he didn't his, physically make them, his yeah. own yeah. army. Uh-huh. I mean, in that sense, and this is where they come from: is the, the you know these giants are hybrids. They're not human. Yeah, and they're not angel. They're not angel. Yeah, so they don't have a place to go. You know, yeah. I mean, you can kill them. Obviously, yeah. we see that in the Bible. So they mm-hmm. have to go somewhere. So that's. That answers that question a lot of people have. It's like, well, what are demons? You know, so, yeah, which I think answers the question. Like a lot of people like would, would consider ghosts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I don't like. A, that's a demon. I think a lot yeah. of what, what you're hearing and what you're calling on is, is a demon. And I think, like like Danny said, I think that kind of answers that question here. We have these fallen angels that come down and they procreate with men or women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mankind. Men can't do that. <laughs> um, but, so they come down, they, they procreate, so then they have these kids, like you said, are hybrids. And and they're not they're not human, they're not mm-hmm. angel. They're this weird yeah. 
And, and hell is made for the devil and his angels. They're not that. So God curses them to walk the earth. Yeah, so, so they... With no body. Yeah, so the, yeah, their body gets killed and then their, their spirits kind of has nowhere to go. So they're kind of stuck in this in-between land. So I think, yeah, like, like you said, exactly that answer and, and see, and then that's going to tie in with uh, the end times mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff. So it kind of helps you understand that more too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then those 200 that came down and were a part of this whole, I don't know, polluting of the bloodline, uh, Genesis 6. Rebellion, yeah. yeah. They were sentenced to 70 generations in, is it 70? Yeah, 70 generations in captivity, which, depending on what you, I think 70 years is about what you would consider a generation. Mm-hmm. So if if you were to take all, do all the math, and take all, their, I guess their term or their time was up, Right around the turn of the century, between 1800 and 1900. So if you look, we go from walking across the country, riding a horse in a buggy, to all of a sudden this timeline, okay, it's, yeah. it's probably about the end of time. And then all of a sudden we start getting cars and airplanes and spaceships and yeah. cell phones and computers. And atomic internet. bombs. Yeah, <laughs> atomic bombs. I'm not, I'm, not bombs saying, yeah. Like, I'm not saying all of these are bad things that were created by demons. I'm not saying that. It's a technology explosion. It's a technology explosion. Yeah, I think the atomic bomb would be one of those things where that's that's probably wasn't something like I think, like you were saying, like oh, start worshiping a cow. I think somebody was thinking, oh, I'm just gonna split atoms and make right make everything explode. <laughs> Sitting at home bored. And like yes, because yeah. their first thought, like, could we stop it, or we'll just keep going? We'll just destroy the world. And yeah. Like, I don't know. Let's try it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because it's a bunch of guys. Knowledge has increased. <laughs> yeah, knowledge yeah. has increased. Running to and fro. Yeah, we have a lot of that. So it's like time indicators that are there. But yes, uh, and I mentioned that, you know, about the the, the 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 Nephilim without their body and they're trapped on the earth. The Bible doesn't give us that detail, but the Book of Enoch tells us some of that. And you can kind of get through it from the Bible by trying to figure out, man, there was never a problem with them. Now they're all of a sudden they're here. You know, when did this happen? And you can kind of... You can kind of glean it from between the lines too. Speaking Just, speaking of which, it kind of talking, kind of it kind of ties everything in. Now now we've kind of got a little bit more out on the table. It's kind of easy to kind of <laughs> plug in. Like these are the things that we mentioned earlier, like the Book of Enoch. It gives a little caveat at the beginning. Like this isn't for now. Like meaning like when it was written. Like this is for later. So I think it's I don't think it's coincidence because coincidence isn't a kosher kosher word. Right. But I don't think it's coincidence that World War One comes around. All this like technology, mm-hmm. like technological—that's hard for me to say. Te- technological <laughs> advances start happening, and then all of a sudden, some shepherd boy throws a rock into a cave. Here's something break goes in there. Hey, look! Yeah. I found I found the book of Enoch, and it's like, hey, this is for later. Like Dave said, it's, this is later. <laughs> yeah. Read that opening. Uh, I'm sorry. I was whispering, <laughs> whispering away from the microphone. Oh, yeah, but to... yeah, this isn't for now. This is for later. And all of a sudden, you're reading it. And it's like, hey, just so you know. Whenever Jesus said, like, hey, in the end times, it's going to be like the days of Noah. Here's this book that we get, yeah. that, that I have that kind of lets you know, like, this is what was going on in the days of Noah. Yeah, I don't know. I think some of that is God's protection, too. It's like, oh, is it in the Bible? No. But imagine if it would, was. I think it would. I would be one of those guys that would be like, that's all I want to read. Like, here's a bunch of weird stuff that happened. I yep. like the weird stuff. And so God's like, you don't need to worry about this till the end time. Keep that locked away. It's not in the Bible, but yeah, I'll make reference to it so you can pull it out and then and gives us a little insight on what's going to happen. So just chapter one in Noah's or in Enoch, I mean, yeah, just kind of, just it tells what kind of caveat there at the beginning. It says the the words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation, when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that we're living in the day of tribulation, but I think we're definitely cruising up on like it's closer close than it's ever it. been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And so that goes along with what Jesus was saying. Then the last days is going to be this, and Daniel, hey, keep this all locked up and summed up till the end. Then you'll get some understanding. Like Levi said, hey, shepherd boy throws a rock in. I found this book that we'd forgotten about, mm-hmm. and it's in there with as much copies. And so uh, Mike Heiser's a guy you can look at, and he'll talk about the days of the second temple during Jesus' Dr. day. Doctor Michael Heiser, that they were. Um, <laughs> The Book of Enoch was part of their common language. It was a book that they all knew that that was part of it. Josephus references it. Yeah, that was uh, another thing. That like, we're fantastic. Josephus in is it. one of those books that we we like. I know a lot of scholars use it as a kind of a frame point, kind of a historical it's a history book. It's yeah. a history book. I think that's. I think Enoch may be a little bit different than a history book. And, for and also to kind of do Enoch was translated, which means he was the one that was kept from the day of test or the day of, I guess, judgment there of mm-hmm. the flood. He was one. Enoch and Elijah are the only two that haven't died yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For what it's a, worth, I think in Ethiopia, which has some unique tie-ins to tie-ins the Bible, um, the it is part of their canon there. I don't know why, but yeah. I know that it is. And it was. It is uh, weird. It is that one. Yeah. Pre King James Bible, it was part of the part of the. A lot of times, it might have been in with the apocrypha and stuff. And that's usually why we were always taught, you know, no, these are bad. Keep it out. But even those, like First and Second Maccabees, are they Bible? No. Are they history? Yes. You know, that's where you yeah, learn that, about. That, that's where you get. Um, uh, Hanukkah. Epiphanies. Yeah, yeah Hanukkah. that's where you get Hanukkahs from, the Book of Maccabees. And Jesus celebrates Hanukkah, so it's like, yeah, we should know at least history. You know, yeah, that would be a good student. When Jewish. was this book written? What were they believing during that time? It probably is going to help you with some understanding of it, and so it should dedication. be. Dedication. Yeah, yeah, a piece yeah, of dedication. Piece yeah, of Hanukkah. Dedication. Yep. We just dedicated an altar. Yeah. Yeah, a couple months ago. Speaking of science. Yeah, speak, yeah exactly. Yeah, let alone everything that's going on in Israel right Israel, now. yeah. So there's things all around us, but yeah, yeah Te- technology. I mean, we like like we were mentioning uh, the, the genetic splicing. I think that's something. I guess that's kind of bringing it into the perversion. I guess kind of talk about this for a little bit. That whole genetic splicing and stuff. I mean, that's that is mainstream. That whole, I think the whole transhuman trans, well, but basically put trans in front of anything now. And there's <laughs> there's some movement for it now, but you have this whole. I think a lot of I think you can even try and like the whole transgender and everything else like that to it too. You're just it is yeah because you're polluting what God God made us in His image. He said it was He said it was good, and you have all these like everybody's thinking like oh no you need to not only be oh no you're you're born a woman and now you want to be a man. Like, I think that the I think it's along the same lines. You're not mixing you're not mixing kinds because you're not mixing like an animal and human, but you are mixing I guess intergender. Well, and just this last, uh, yeah, here's my headline right here. Mother of three DNA baby. They took the DNA from three people and they made a baby. That's the first time. Yeah, getting like your whole. So you're, again, mixing, going outside the thing, that, the boundaries that God naturally put. It also goes to what Danny was saying, that with these fallen angels, they became the little G gods, or they had that. And Ananu was one of the ones, and you worship them by the transgender, cross-dressing, all that movement. That was part of their worship. And so here we see that exploding at the last day, too, as these things begin to come back and permeate our culture. It's amazing how everything ties in to the Old Testament stuff, the things that we see today. You're talking about the signs, and, and it all ties together. Yeah, it, it does. I was looking, uh, I had this book on the giants, and it had a bunch of this stuff found in the United States, and some of the things they found in the giant tombs is that they had the copper gauges in their ear. It's kind of weird that that would become a trend at the last day, that people oh, would gauge their ears and, yep. and the piercings and... Uh, 
all that, you know. So some of the things that even even the tattoos, I can remember. That doesn't in, look good, people. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember being in fifth grade uh, history class where we had to study Indiana history. We had the Indiana history mm-hmm. book, yeah. and there was a picture that fascinated me because it was like Lafayette underneath this tree signing a treaty with the Indians, you know, over the uh, land. And he had these fierce tattoos, or just these tribal patterns all over him. And it's like, that's back. Yeah. And I just remember thinking it looked fierce and so otherworldly and, and savage. And it's like, now it's mainstream. It's like, yeah. I wonder why those and wonder why that specific thing. You know, it's not just like a picture tattoo. It's pattern tattoos. Yeah. I think there's some that's revived again and coming back, claiming the land. It's a pattern. Yeah, we, we yeah. had a transhumanist try to run for president mm-hmm. th- this last go around. And he's, I think, in that too, like the transhumanist not only mixing human and animal but it's also mixing human with technology mm-hmm. and yeah. i think that we kind of got into that a little bit with like the ai episode but it, i guess even the, I know, there's so many different ways you could take take that and kind of see the directions that they're going with wanting to become like the I don't know, human 2.0 or whatever yeah, right, the right. next they're, they're calling it the next step in evolution is mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of it too is they're going to try to create a world where you have to take this this upgrade or yeah, whatever to in order, yeah in order to even exist in the world you know look mm-hmm. at the people that have the RFID chips that open the doors and turn on their computers and all that stuff and they talk about how cool that is at Already some point them. at some point will you need to have that just to function in a normal society yeah I think now yeah it's and just how does that tie in convenience and condition yeah con- yeah convenience and conditioning well to even say how that's going you know to, to force you to do something with the measles outbreak I mean they are persecuting the Jews in New York now saying that you don't have this now it's going to be a fine you must have this or you can't show up to school you have to be a part of this vaccinated thing yeah yeah New York blames the Jews, Jews. they're saying like, oh there was a group that went to Israel and they didn't have they were they didn't have they weren't vaccinated so they were probably where we got the measles outbreak and it's not the hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants that are unvaccinated flooding the borders yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and coming in everywhere it's yeah. not that it's the Jews it's probably the Jews yeah, but they're, you know, they're going to put a fine on them. You must have this. You know, um, There's companies now that if you don't get the flu shot, you can't work there. You cannot be an employee. I mean, they're being, we're, our society has been forced to. You must comply and you must be like everyone else. You cannot be u- unique or different or you, you don't get to participate. So we can see that those aren't the mark of the beast, but we can see we're being conditioned for all that you know, coming around. Mm-hmm. And I think this giant and the intermixing and all that's going to be things we're going to see too. I think... You know, Dave mentioned the aliens. I think that's a big player in it, too, that they are passing themselves off as, oh, you don't believe I'm a god now? Ah, I came from another planet. Okay, and then we'll take it and, and buy it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I, I think we but are yes. we are ready to see, uh, like, like you were mentioning earlier about the people that are all about the aliens, ancient aliens, everything else like that. They are looking for this guy, just waiting for something to come. And I think as soon as something comes saying, like, yeah, sure, I'll be whatever you want, want it to be, I think they're going to, buy a hook line yeah. hook line and sinker and just fall all in for it okay. yeah, a lot of people you, are going to buy right into the great deception if you yep. watch the, that show the ancient alien show I mean everything they say ties right into the fallen angels I yeah. mean they just D- misname it yeah they misname yeah. it but, you know. replace it every time right, they say right. ancient alien say fallen angel right it's, <laughs> it's a good show then yeah <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah but that's that's no lie that is really what are you doing? And I know Rob Skiba did this once, I, and I toyed with it last night. We showed a, a movie, and we have a big screen come in, my, my other son, Joel. 
and he did one called the Supernatural Movie Night, and they would come in, they would show an episode of like Ancient Aliens or something like that, and then afterwards they had a discussion where like, what's the Bible say about this, and then go through and break it down. That's I a good thought, idea. That'd be pretty cool, you know, because yeah, you can idea. really so instead of in your know, in your home, you're kind of taking all these guys are scientists, they got crazy hair, we got to believe them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like, no, the Bible has answers for all this, but if we don't talk about it and we don't put it out on the line like we're doing right now. What's the next generation going to say? Yeah. You know, I wasn't raised with 12 seasons of Ancient Aliens. The only thing I had was the, um, well, the Van Donneken book, uh, Chariot of the Gods. Um, and I had to read it. You know, well, Nobody else in my class, I think, read it. <laughs> but I yeah. read it because I was kind of interested in these things. But it's like now it's being wrapped up and sold um, everything. What was the one you saw, watched the other day with the uh, Egyptians and the aliens? And you said it was, it was a movie. Mm. Uh, I don't know. There's also story. Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. Well, it's almost but like we're being force-fed it. It's, it's like more and more we're seeing movies and TV shows and, and actual reports and footage from fighter jets and all kinds of stuff. It's just all over the place all of yeah. a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be if you saw an alien, it was you were that crazy guy that lived by himself in the, in the, <laughs> in the woods yeah. that saw aliens. But, you know, now it's like documented everywhere. As far as like seeing lights, apparently, you know, in the sky. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. I mean, I know, I thing, yeah. You know, there's military bases that have seen it on the radar and chased it down. There's police, mm-hmm. yeah, reputable resources. That, yeah. You know, show up, a, and they yeah. see it too, and they have to file a report. So we we had a night at something's at, going at, on. Um, we had a night obviously, at, it's not aliens, but <laughs> we had a night at what my work. That's liars. Yeah. A night at my work. I think it was in 2012. We started getting. I think we had. I'm a 911 dispatcher, and we got. Probably six or seven different calls. Like, there's these weird three lights that came above. Yeah. They're yeah. above a high school, and they're like, there's these weird lights. Yeah. They zoomed up. They hovered here. They're just they're just hanging out. So we sent a couple officers over there. And they're like, yep, it, they're on the radio. Yeah, they're like, they're there. yeah, <laughs> it's there. Don't don't yeah. know what it is. Like, could you yeah. call the could be military? Yeah, could you call? I mean, they had us call the uh, air traffic control tower. They're like, uh, see if they had something. They're like, nope, we don't have anything. Yeah. Don't, don't show anything either. Like, well, there's something right there. And then. Just like that, it zipped away. Now, I'm not saying that's an, like you said, yes, it could, it could be military. I mean, we live really close to a military base. Yeah, right. More than likely, it probably was military, or I mean, you never know what it is. Right. That's where uh, Chuck Missler is a good one on, mm-hmm. on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chuck, yeah. yeah, Chuck yeah. Missler is a good one on that. Good resource. Uh, Alien Encounters is a good book mm-hmm. if you want to talk about what the Bible has to say about things and to make you safeguarded against buying into this lie. Here's how the Bible, mm-hmm. he, he does an excellent job. Beth had just leaned in and told me, too, that uh, like all the paranormal stuff's really big, too. So mm-hmm. I think that it's, it's, all, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's just misnamed, mm-hmm. right. a lot of it is. Yeah, that's where the, we're talking about giants today, but it actually ties into so many things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, know, many, the, so many fringe false things. gods, aliens. So many fringe things I think the church is afraid to to talk about. They don't want to address, like, no, you're just making stuff up. Like, okay, so exactly. uh, to an extent, yes, I believe you're making stuff up. But when you have so many different accounts, I think I think we too often dismiss it. I think if... if does that make sense? Yeah, so, so we also, have to bring you, it up. You yeah. brought up the point of uh, technology starting around the turn of the century, mm, yeah. right when we found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. That's also right when the UFOs started Roswell <laughs> yeah, and yeah, all that. yeah yeah exactly yeah we started yeah, having Roswell and you know I think I something think that is something like changed a, a yeah. big deception right there it's gonna play out somehow is, mm-hmm. is something about, with the aliens you know what I mean and they talked I, about, I thought about this too I mentioned earlier how you know these fallen angels that I don't think they're all on the same team really I, you know they could all just be 
We're all proud. Yeah, yeah they're all trying their own thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Might not be as organized as we think. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they are rebellious and they are proud and they're all arrogant. And it's like, if Satan's going to be the number one, you know there's no guy saying, no, I want to be yeah, number yeah, one. Yeah. You know, that's how kingdoms work. It's the same way in that kingdom. You know, it's a house divided against. Kind of getting attacked from multiple ways. Mm-hmm. They agreed to do it Speaking together. of aliens and stuff, look, the, the Nazis had their flying bell and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we, The Wright brothers, I think he either just died or were still alive. And all of a sudden we have these flying bells that are able to go yeah. really fast and make sharp right, like 90 degree turns. and Yeah, and just we mentioned World War Two, the Foo Fighters. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that term come from, that's not the rock band. Yeah, I was going to say the band. That came from... You know, it, just, not just the Americans. I think everybody was seeing everybody these saw these lights. This is yeah. kind of the name they come up with for them. Because uh, Hitler, it wasn't just it wasn't just a conquer, you know, a guy, a jerk, you know, and wanting to kill people and do it all. He was also tapping into supernatural things oh, yeah. for this power. I mean, he's the one who was like, he actually did try to find the Ark of the Covenant. He did try to have the spear destiny that instead of he did have. He was sending people inside volcanoes. He had the dark monks from uh, the Indian Tibet and all the stuff to come up with there to, to be his teachers to teach them into this. You got baptized into Nazism. It was a religious movement. Mm-hmm. It was a zealous group who taught. They wanted to find all these dark, dark things. You know, we were talking like like Captain America. It kind of covers that. You know, that's what they were after. Any kind of supernatural thing that would give them a heads up. That's why they went to the South Pole and looked for all the. Weird things down there, and so if you look into yeah. some of the background too, the Nazis were big into cross-dressing. That, yeah, yeah, and and Germany, like homosexuality, was like rampant in Germany just prior to World War Two. Set up. We were talking about the movies and everything, kind of being predictive programming, and and we think that might be kind of a rule of the universe, like. Because God says in Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing but that he revealeth the secrets unto the servants, the prophets. Like God says, anything I'm going to do, I'm going to warn you first. Like He's going to flood the world. I'm going to tell Enoch, and I'm going to have his son tell you, Noah, they're going to warn you for all this time. I'm not just going to flood it. I'm going to give you time to repent and get right. And the New Testament, and every time else, it's like before even they came into the promised land with Joshua, you know, when he meets up with Rahab, or, uh, yeah, when they send in the, the spies and the one yeah, goes Rahab. to Rahab, Rahab was like, we've heard about you. We knew you were coming. We know we're going to judge. We're terrified by it. And the whole land of Canaan knew this. So God had warned them for generations and generations that we're coming. We're going to do this. You need to get right or you need to get out. You know, and, and the same way in the end times, he, he warns in advance. And so we think that must be a rule that plays both ways. And so before devil can pull a big shenanigans, he's got to tell you first. He just put, tells it in a way that you don't believe it. Oh, that was a movie. That sounds like Jack of the Beanstalk. That was a, a fairy tale and then and all this. And so it downplays it until it's too late. And you're like, wait. And, and so we yeah. want to kind of have our eyes open. Yeah, I think they've they've taken these and kind of, like you said, made light of them. And like, like anything that they can do to throw in there to, to take away from... I don't know, I guess any truth that there is and kind of make, make light of it, make a joke of it, make a story out of it. And mm-hmm. then once it's so mixed in, kind of like... In the culture, yeah. Yeah. So they told you, they just didn't tell it in a serious straight way where God's like being honest. I'm flat out telling you the truth. Watch out. And here it comes. Well, they're a little more deceptive. So yeah. they all kind of have to like, I guess, telegraph their play first. Yeah. Do you believe them or not? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like we covered, we covered a lot. It's, it was just kind of, it's kind of hard to cover such... A topic that's so yeah, it's all over the place. It, it is all over the place because it includes so many different things. Like we have everything from we didn't even nearly talk about all the giant references in the Bible. No, we, yeah, we touched we, those. You know, yeah, we like just Moses kinda... slayed one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Canaan. They're, they're there often. A, yeah, yeah, the whole land, land of Canaan. There were basically all the ites in the Bible are right. giant Ogs, tribes. Og's beds, 13 feet at least. Yeah, Og of Bashan. First Samuel, Second Samuel, First um, Chronicles, Joshua, Job, Deuteronomy, Numbers, and Genesis. All those books specifically talk about giants. Yeah, that use the word giant, let alone Nephilim. They also talk about the Rephaim or in Isaiah, you know, the, the dead ones who do not resurrect. Or all of the, like the... The ites like, mm-hmm. that are mentioned in the Bible, that I think a lot of it was just too kind of, kind of like, yeah, you know those guys, the giants. Yeah, we're gonna go out there and mm-hmm. slay them. So yeah, when you get a weird name, you don't know. Look it up and see what it is, and see that it's not talking about more. If they're really terrified, or if it talks about this valley, the Valley of the Rephaim, that's the Valley of the Giants. I mean, <laughs> it's a real place that they were like, yeah, we gotta be afraid of that place, and yeah, you find out for it. Um, the mountains were all big deal. Mount Hermon, look and see what went on. Yeah, Mount, Mount Hermon. Yeah, and uh, the region of Argob. Um, the Ammonites. Just looking through some highlights here. I know Zan- Zanzumans, I think, are another one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Valley of Hinnom westward, which is at the end of the Valley of the Giants northward. Which is where we talked about being the Gates of Hell, or Gehenna, the Valley of Hinnom. The land of the Perizzites and the Giants, Mount Ephraim. There's a lot of them here. Yeah, <laughs> There's a bunch. I think, too, that kind of answers the question, like, well, how can how can the God of the Old Testament, it almost seems like he's for genocide. It seems like, why does he tell them to go in and kill all of the men and women and children and their animals? Well, it's because they had, they weren't, they weren't like your typical village. It wasn't like us going into another country and killing all the men, women, and children. It was, you had this polluted, not saying like... Corrupt. Not, yeah, corrupt. this corrupt, this mm. corrupt line where you have these human fallen angel hybrids that are there. It's mm-hmm. something that God never intended to happen. It's like, you go out there and you wipe them all out. I want them all gone. They were doing horrible, evil things. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, not, yeah teaching not only, horrible, evil things that he says, do not do like them. Do not believe what they believe. I think a lot of that too is too, like if they were like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll keep some of these as slaves or something like that. And then all of a sudden they start asking, asking them stories and mm-hmm. or teaching them stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there, and it's infecting the culture. It keeps coming up again and again and again. And why would they go back to it after leaving God, who's done fantastic things? They're seeing something. They're not, it's like Danny said, they're not just like falling for it and like saying, let's worship a cow. You know, there's some reason they're being pointed this way and taught this thing. And yeah. uh, some allure to it. Why do they always fall into idolatry? There's something there. Usually sexual perversion is a lot of it. You know, mm-hmm. they, they involve that into it. And it has ramifications greater than we even think. And so it's... I guess, like you're saying, we were kind of like sheltered by saying we don't want to give God or give Satan too much power, so we don't talk about it too much. But it's also then when that allure is there, you know, because man loves darkness rather than light, it does allure us away. We need to run to the light because the light wins, and he tells us stay away from this. It's horrible. Why flirt with it? And I think too, it's, I don't know why I just now thought of it. Didn't think of it about it earlier, but a lot of these false gods in their worship. A child sacrifice was a huge Ooh, part of it. Yeah. And it said that, it, yeah, and yeah, worship of Baal, all of it was child sacrifice, child sacrifice. And then it said, we've mentioned several times that in the end times is going to be like the days of Noah. What is the number one cause of death in mm-hmm. the world? Abortion. Yeah, abortion. Yeah. And what are we doing? We're taking the Arch of Baal and we're taking it around to every major gathering. Of, of the world leaders, we set it up, the Arch of Baal, the, the, the entrance into his temple yeah, to worship him. Yeah, the one that was destroyed, yeah. Yeah, and so 
is that coincidence? It's not a kosher word, like we said. <laughs> so things are going on on purpose. Yeah, why are people fighting for it dogmatically? They're saying, oh, it's the woman's body. It's her choice when it's not. It's its, its own it's a being. Yeah, yeah, it's just... You know, just about any any bad thing that we have today, you can trace back to then. Like, for example, the drug problem in the United mm-hmm. States. Drugs is pharmacia, it's witchcraft, it's sorcery. Enoch says the fallen angels taught the plants, which is where all the drugs come from. Why do plants' mm-hmm. names sound like magic spells? They probably are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you were telling me the name Good of point. one. It sounds like they're just reading the name of the drug sound like a you Harry know, any Potter plant, spell. If you look up the technical name for any plant, it sounds kind of like a magic spell, you know? Yeah. Maybe it Lexius is. Lexius talionis or something. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. all like that, yeah. So, yeah, so Jesus, hmm. and the answer to all this, Jesus is the answer. He defeats death at the resurrection. He'll defeat the infection by the uh, by these evil ones who come down and teach us evil. He's going to teach us righteousness. He's going to teach us the true way, introduce us. Like a lot of times he talks about, I'm going to show you and you'll have the name of my true God. We were uh, studying Revelation this morning, uh, chapter 3. Uh, give you the name of my true God, not these false gods that came down at the Tower of Babel, you know, after the Tower of Babel. He is the answer to all this. He goes, I will point you back to the true and righteous way. Why short-sighting to just this one thing? And one thing is fantastic and it's amazing is it gives us our salvation, but he's the answer to all the world problems. And uh, we need to trust him and run to him. And this points to that. And we can have confidence in it. And, and it's not a fairy tale. Um, I challenge you, you know, Google and look for articles about uh, giant bones found in Indian mounds or something like that or any place else. And see, there is physical, tangible uh, evidence. It's not just made up. Uh, these people weren't lying. Yeah, I think, too, also, that this shows that Bible has an answer for this. I think, I don't know. I think it ties in so many different things, like we mentioned earlier about aliens or ghosts. Or, or, the Bible has answers for this. It just may not be. Don't like if you look up ghosts in the Bible, you, you may not find it. Find out what your like what you're looking for. Like but spirit or something. Yeah, yeah. So you're. I guess maybe this will kind of help answer some maybe questions that you had before. I don't know. We can talk just on ghosts in uh, October. <laughs> Ooh, sounds good. Yeah, I do. I do want to do like a follow up on this because I feel like we at least. Covered, we covered the, the base, the basis of kind of like let you know, like, hey, this is kind of what's out here. This is kind of what we're talking about. So maybe now or next one, we can kind of be a little bit more focused on the next next aspect of it. Now we kind of introduced you to the world of giants and the Nephilim and what all this is, something that you may not have heard before, just hopefully clarified. And don't just take what someone says and do some investigate. We live in a world where we can sit down on our computer and look around the world for newspaper articles, stories out yeah. there. You have to use some discernment as you do with everything. But do it. that's what we did, investigate. You know, read your Bible. Dig a little deeper through that. Who's talking about this? YouTube has stuff on it. You know, people commenting. Again, use discernment. We tried to take it back to the Bible. We didn't introduce Enoch, but under the pretext that it's an extra biblical, biblically endorsed text, you know, but... Um, yeah, this it, it's it's the the world's not quiet on it. It's out there. Learn for yourself. Don't just count on somebody else. You know on what they're saying or not saying. Yeah, and, and make your yeah. Think yeah. For yourself. Yeah, think for yourself. Beth said. Who's that? Yeah. Who's who's <laughs> that whispering in the background? So, I guess is there anything else that we need to cover here to kind of recap on anything or close it off? I know we're kind of leaving it open ended for for another episode later on. Hopefully. Um, I guess if you have any questions about anything that you've heard today, uh, feel free to comment us or email us at newrevivalpodcast at gmail.com um, or comment in down the, I don't know how you comment on podcasts. Maybe you can't do that. 
Okay, you can, best said. Um, on Facebook. <laughs> do that, or Facebook. Yeah. yeah, we'll be on Facebook. Um, if you have any questions, it may take us a second, but we'll, we'll get back with you. Um, also, too, if you tuned into the Facebook Live, that's a new thing. I'm not sure if anybody did or not. Maybe somebody did. Not nobody right now. Hey, oh. <laughs> yep. Um, we're. This no. is no. This, this is our new podcast studio. It is not done yet. Awesome. It will be yellow, <laughs> and, and this is. Yep, we're gonna have. We're wanting to expand our podcast to not only audio but also video, so we can kind of explain our expand our platform, put it on YouTube as well. Uh, so it'll be out there. Um, we're also launching a separate thing here soon to be announced, but. <laughs> It'll be cool. Mm. It'll be oh, launched. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We're going to talk Dan, about Danny's curious. Yeah, we're going to talk yeah. talk about it afterwards after we hit uh, hit off on this. But thank you guys <laughs> so much for uh yeah, thanks for sharing and be, being on here. Thanks um, for coming, Danny. Yeah, thanks for coming. No problem. Hopefully we'll be back. Get to hear the music. Danny? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll close it out with the music. I'll have to do it afterwards <laughs> though. But all right, thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the new Revival Podcast. I think this is the first episode Yoda or Mumford were not in in the show, Yay. which honestly, this is probably our seventh time recording this outro because <laughs> Yoda finally woke up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, please be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at New Revival Podcast. Yeah, and let us know what you think of the edition of Facebook Live. We're also thinking about incorporating video in with these uh like we kind of mentioned there towards the end of the podcast that we're going to start uploading these on YouTube as well with video. That way when we're talking about these giants or other things that we are, whatever we're talking about, we can kind of show the images that uh, we're mentioning. Um, that way, if maybe you prefer to watch it on YouTube, uh, you have that option. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, I guess be keeping an eye out for different news um, coming from whatever you would consider our productions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, thanks again for listening. <laughs>